this time next year. Written and read by Liz Hines. 6th of July, Sunday, Mum's birthday party. The guests arrived at five minutes to one, precisely, just as the sun came out. I was so relieved I gave Tricia a welcoming kiss, completely forgetting her dislike of physical contact. She immediately disappeared to the bathroom to repair her makeup. Good job I put clean towels in there. Mum seemed pleased by my gift of a Marks and Spencer's voucher, but was more delighted by an ugly china cat given her by Jeff and Tricia. I had to order it especially from an exclusive little boutique in Florence. I was awfully afraid it wouldn't arrive in time. But as soon as I saw it, I thought of you and I said to myself, Blow the expense, Tricia. Eunice will love it. Oh, I do, Tricia. It's just gorgeous, isn't it, Alison? Yes, Mum. Beautiful. I could see Adam was about to say something, probably rude. So I leapt in. Right, Adam. Would you like to start cooking now? Sophie didn't arrive until later, as she'd been to church first. I hope some of her obvious goodness will rub off on Adam. Try as I might, I couldn't help but compare Sophie and my own daughter. Chloe was happy to be waited on. Sophie was keen to help me. Chloe was on her fifth, to my knowledge, glass of wine. Sophie was sticking to orange juice. Chloe had her tongue in Triboy's ear. Sophie was keeping a discreet distance between her and Adam. I'd like to be able to blame an absent father for these flaws in my children's characters, but he wasn't. In a moment of forgetful gaiety, I told Tricia there were spare glasses in the cupboard in the kitchen and to help herself. Later, I heard her whisper to Jeff, You should see inside the cupboards. The shelves are filthy. I don't believe she's ever cleaned in there. Make sure you give all your dishes a wipe with your napkin before you use them. I dread to think what we might catch. I didn't know I was supposed to clean inside cupboards. Do other people do that? How does the dirt get in? Why wasn't I taught that in school? I am humiliated by Tricia. Again. During lunch, Chloe asked me if I'd finished reading her birthday present, I am woman, I am me. I told her I'd been busy. Anna Jorgensen was on Parkinson last week talking about it, she said. Mum piped up. Oh, that's all they talk about these days, young girls. If they're not doing it, they're talking about it. Wasn't like that in my day. What are you talking about, Mother? I asked. Sex. It's all anybody talks about, isn't it? You can't switch on the television without hearing some tale about a woman who's left her husband to go off with another woman. For heaven's sake, I don't know what the world is coming to. No one's talking about sex, Mum. Chloe was? No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. You said somebody was on Parkinson talking about it. Not about sex, about a book. A book about sex? No, Mother, nothing to do with sex. There's no need to take that tone with me, young lady. I'm sorry, Mother. What Chloe said was that Anna Jorgensen, you know, that blonde presenter who's on lots of quiz shows, she was talking about the book Chloe had given me for my birthday. Anna Jorgensen. Yes, you know, Granny, she's always in the tabloids, having men trouble. Yes, I know who you mean, dear. I just didn't know that your mother knew her. I don't. 
But you just said that she was on television talking about your birthday present. No, Mum. She was talking about a book, and it happens to be the book that Chloe gave me for my birthday. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? Oh, never mind. What did she have to say about the book, Chloe? Ah, it's changed her life. She's adopted it as her mantra. Whenever she's feeling low, she says to herself, I am woman, I am me. And straight away she walks taller and more confidently. She said it should be given to every female child on her 18th birthday. I suspect adopting a tiger would be more useful to me than a mantra, but I kept that thought to myself. Still, if it helps a slim, gorgeous blonde to walk tall, who am I to argue? I'll definitely try reading it again tomorrow, or maybe the day after. Mid-afternoon, Jeff said, where's Tricia? We all looked around, as if expecting her to be hiding behind the bushes. I think she went to the toilet, Mum said. Yes, but that was ages ago. Chloe and I looked at each other, jumped up and ran inside. Tricia, are you in there? I yelled through the toilet door. Oh, at last I've shouted myself hoarse in here. Well, the cavalry's arrived. (laughs) Okay, Tricia, just pass the key out of the window. I almost felt sorry for her when we let her out. She was in such a state. I couldn't breathe, she panted. I was running out of air. You couldn't have done that. All you had to do was open the window. I couldn't think of things like that. All I could think of was that I was locked in that horrid small space. She started hyperventilating. Chloe took over. Don't worry, Mum. OK, Auntie Trish, just come and sit down outside. It's all over now. In the garden, Trisha fell into Jeff's arms. I was locked in, Jeff. Why didn't you come to look for me? I could have died in there and no one would have cared. Mum looked at her. Oh, don't be silly, Trisha. Everyone knows you've got to sing in Alison's toilet. Someday my prince will come. Trisha said, Oh, and Jeff fanned her with the colour supplement. They left soon after. Still apart from that, the day went rather well, I think. I wonder if my lack of housewifely skills, for example, interior cupboard cleaning, caused Brian to look elsewhere. I asked Chloe and Adam if he'd suggested anything like it to them. Chloe said, Of course not, Mum. Dad isn't bothered by things like that. Adam said, Nah, more like it was Gina's neat arse that did it. Bedtime. I can't say that I've noticed that Gina's arse is particularly neat. It's difficult to view one's own bottom in a mirror, but I don't believe mine is unattractive. Not for a 50-year-old. Not when I clench it. Some men prefer a shapely bottom like mine. Perhaps curvy is a better description. Then again, flabby is more apt. I have a flabby bum and dirty cupboards. No wonder my husband left me. A little later. What is Adam doing studying Gina's arse? That is no way for him to treat his potential stepmother. I shall have to speak sternly to him. Stepmother. I don't want my children to have another mother, even step. Especially a 28-year-old with a neat arse. Stepmother should be horrible. It should be the law. I wonder if David Davies has children. I wonder why I wondered that. It's of no concern to me whatsoever. 
10th of July, Thursday. I was under the desk when I heard the door open and someone walk in. I knew no clients were expected, so I assumed it was the postman with the delivery. I'll be with you in a minute, I shouted. There was no reply, so I shouted again. Did you hear me? I'll be with you in a minute. I'm just... No, don't tell me. I'd rather guess. The rich, Burton-esque voice came from just behind me. Ouch! Careful, watch your head. It's a bit late to say that. I snapped. I stood up, straightened my skirt, and wiped the dust off my blouse and face. You missed a bit. David Davis stretched out his hand and brushed a cobweb off my fringe. Thank you. We stood and looked at each other for a moment, and then I sat down and busied myself at the computer before saying, oh, Did you want something? Young Mr Davies is out this morning, I'm afraid. You didn't have an appointment, did you? Uh, no, actually, I was hoping to see you. Me? Why, what have I done now? Oh, nothing, everything's fine. I just wondered <clears throat> if you might like to come out to dinner with me. I couldn't think what to say. I seemed to have lost the power of speech. At last I said, OK. Uh, good. What about Saturday? This Saturday? The one come in? Yes, unless that's inconvenient for you. No, that that's fine. Good. Shall I pick you up? Thank you. That would be nice. I started to move papers around on my desk as a sign that he should go now. But he hovered some more. I looked up again. Uh, was there anything else? Your address? My address? Yes, if I'm to pick you up, I'll need to have your address. Oh, yes. I started to write it down. Should you do that, he asked. I thought you wanted my address. No, I meant, should you be writing on that paper? It looks like an inland revenue document. Oh, yes. I moved paper around, trying to find a blank sheet. But at last he opened his diary and handed it to me. Here, use this. I scrawled out the address and gave it to him. OK, I'll pick you up at 7.15, is that all right? Yes, thank you. Goodbye, then. Goodbye. This evening I phoned Bev. Hi, Bev, I have a date. <gasps> That's fab, Alice. With who? A man I've met through work. I think I might have mentioned him to you. Oh, the obnoxious one with gorgeous blue eyes, you mean. OK, OK. So, where's he taking you? Out for a meal on Saturday. Excellent. And what are you wearing? Oh, gosh, I haven't thought about that yet. I'm still getting over being asked. But it's crucial. What you wear on your first date will set the scene for your relationship. Really? Yeah. Or affect the course of the evening, at least. Let him see what sort of person you are and where you expect the relationship to go. I know. You can wear the dress you wore to Luke's party. So you think dropping my bosom onto his side plate would give him an idea of where the relationship is heading, do you? Look, you might as well be honest. You want a man. Not like that. Every woman wants a man that way, if she's honest. Well, I'm not every woman. Oh, come on, Alice, don't be so stuffy. Go out, enjoy yourself. Then I called Pippa. Hello, Pippa. I thought you'd like to know that I have a date. Oh, Alison, that's brilliant. I'm so pleased for you. With whom? His name is David Davis. I met him through work. Ooh, so he has money. Good. You don't know that. He could be the window cleaner. <laughs> yes, Alison. So where's he taking you? For a meal on Saturday. 
Excellent. And what are you going to wear? I don't know. Bev has suggested that I wear the dress I wore to Luke's party. Oh, no, Alison. That would be quite inappropriate for a dinner engagement. Let me see. I know. What about the first top you bought for the party? The one you said looked drab. The one Bev said I looked like a sack of Swedes in. We only meant it wasn't suitable for a party. It would be perfect for a tete-a-tete. And if you wear your best bra, it'll show off your figure nicely. I'm very confused now. Tart or turnip? Which shall I be? 12th of July, Saturday. I opted for turnip. I was ready and waiting at six o'clock when Adam wandered in. He said, Hi, Mum. Off to a seance, are you? What do you mean? All in black. No, Adam, actually. I hesitated. I hadn't told him about my date. I wasn't sure how he'd cope with the idea of his mother seeing another man. I feared it could be traumatic for him. At last I said, Actually, Adam, I have a dinner engagement this evening. With Bev and Pippa. Uh, no, it's uh, it's with a man. Woohoo! Got on you, Mum. Got to hang a do not disturb sign on your bedroom door tonight, are you? Certainly not. Mr Davis and I are just having a quiet meal together, as friends. Mr Davis? Yes, that's his name. You haven't got onto first name terms yet. Don't take it too slowly, Mum, or you'll be too old to enjoy it. More like I will have forgotten what it is I'm supposed to be enjoying.